moon phases, and my mind glazes. It's Rhyme and Reason 857. Hey there, Tony here. And you know, with all the randomness in the universe and our cute little solar system, it's a wonder that we can predict moon phases with such accuracy. Have you noticed that? But we're so good at it. And by we, I mean earthlings. We're so good at it that we name the phases and we know when they're going to happen. And we even know the best places to view them on this beautiful blue planet. It's nothing short of miraculous is what it is. Because moon phases shouldn't even exist when you get right down to it and think about it. I mean, not with any regularity anyway. But here we are. Um, we just enjoyed another buck supermoon, it's called. Is it just me, or does that sound like the name for a Saturday morning cartoon hero? Buck Supermoon! Yeah, a supermoon that occurs right around the time the antlers on the buck deer are growing. And so, uh, that's a f- that- so that's a phase you can hang your hat on. <laughs> anyway, there's supposed to be... Uh, there was another buck moon in full view on July 2nd. Just, uh, you know, several days ago as I record this. And it was this year's first supermoon. Depending on how you do the timing, it's anywhere from uh, July 2nd evening to the next morning. I don't know. They talked about how you could view it in full view and, and all its big, bigger glory, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, they were predicting it. And as I said, we can actually pinpoint those moon phases with such accuracy, it's nothing short of an uncanny in this random existence in which we find ourselves. So as an example, check out this description from a science website, okay, in in the predicting the moon phases kind of thing. This is a quote from them. The earth-facing side of the moon will be fully lit by the sun at 6.40 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Monday, July 3rd and it will be best viewed at moonrise the previous evening as it appears in the southeastern sky. It will be in the constellation Sagittarius and will appear bright and full on the nights of July 2nd and 4th as well. See what I mean? Like how astronomers know that every month in the moon's elliptical orbit of Earth, it has a point of what they call perigee and a point of apogee. And that's just a fancy way of saying when it's closest to Earth and when it's farthest away from Earth. And they know the distance between those points. They know that it ranges from 225,800 miles to 251,800 miles. So knowing all that, they can tell you when supermoons will happen. And by the way, that, that buck supermoon that just happened, it's going to be the smallest one this year. So if you really want to be impressed... You could stick around for the two supermoons in August and one in September. I get goosebumps just thinking about all the miracles of moon phases, don't you? And uh, in case you can't tell or you don't know me, no, I don't get goosebumps because of the miracles of moon phases because there aren't any such miracles. But I am thrilled to know how dependable those phases are. Yes, and how dependable... The rest of our cozy solar system is. I am thrilled to know that. That kind of does give me goosebumps. Because that dependability points to a designed system, not a result of randomness. 
No, randomness could never, in trillions of years, much less a few billion, it could never have created the, the precision that we can observe and predict. So when I look up at a moon that looks bigger than usual, I think about who put it there. And it reminds me of these words out of Genesis. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Yeah, and you can find that in the very first paragraphs of the Bible. And that was the fourth day of creation, which was 24 hours. Yes, it was a 24-hour day, by the way. Not potential eons of time. And that's a rabbit trail, but I'm not going to go down that. I'm going to go instead to talking about a book for kids that talks about the very first six days. And matter of fact, it's called The Very First Six Days. And what a colossal coincidence that is, right? And here's another colossal coincidence. That book was written by the guy who's talking to you right now. Yeah, that's, that's a book I wrote. And you can find it on Amazon, by the way. You can get links to it on TonyFunderberg.com. But you can just go right to Amazon and order a physical copy of that book. And um, I'll, I'll share the first day with you, the first day of the very first six days. Here's how the first day goes. Before there were created things, like water and fresh air, no world or human beings were existing anywhere. Then God created earth and sea and all the heavens too. There was no sun, no moon, no stars, and only God shone through. He looked down at the waters and the dark face of the deep. The earth was still and quiet, just as we are when we sleep. He said, let there be light, the way a perfect true God could. And then he saw the brand new light and knew that it was good. Then God divided light and dark, and darkness he called night. The light would be called day, and it was pleasing in his sight. That evening and that morning wouldn't be the total sum. No, that was just the very first day. Five were yet to come. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Rhyme and Reason, brought to you as always by TonyFunderberg.com maker of fine things like the very first six days where you should go as soon as you finish listening to this or if you're listening to more episodes, as soon as you're finished listening and at your very first opportunity, go to Amazon or TonyFunderberg.com and get the very first six days. Have I made that abundantly clear? I think I have. I've driven that horse into the ground. Thank you so much for being here. It means a whole lot to me. I'm not kidding about that part. And as always, remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. Here's a rhyme and reason.